Welcome to State Bar of Michigan's On Balance Podcast, where we talk about practice management and lawyer wellness for a thriving law practice with your hosts, Joanne Hathaway and Tish Vincent, here on Legal Talk Network. Take it away, ladies. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the State Bar of Michigan On Balance podcast on Legal Talk Network. This is Joanne Hathaway, Practice Management Advisor for the Practice Management Resource Center at the State Bar of Michigan. And this is Tish Vincent, the Program Administrator for the Lawyers and Judges Assistance Program at the State Bar of Michigan. We are recording today's show at the next conference in Detroit, Michigan. Joining us now, we have Dan Abrams. Welcome to the show, Dan. Great to be with you. Before we get started, please tell us a little bit more about yourself. Where do you work and what do you do? Uh, I work at uh, ABC News. I work at A&E. I run a digital media company. So I do a lot of uh, a lot of different things. Well, thank you for joining us today. We're here to discuss the highlights of your keynote speech that you just gave here at the next conference in Detroit at Kobo. Can you give us some highlights and start by telling us what you think those listeners who weren't here to attend today would like to know? Well, I think the the focus of my keynote was on the tension uh, that sometimes exists between lawyers and the and the media, and uh, talking about where I think that the lawyers uh, have a, a fair gripe, and other times where I think that the media has a fair gripe, and uh, what I think is uh, the bigger problems with the the media sometimes, what I think the problems are with lawyers sometimes, and kind of looking at it from the perspective of someone who's a proud member of two of the, uh, the least popular communities in America. So a member of the media and also an attorney yourself, you notice the, the tension that is increased, you'd say, in today's media world coverage of the legal profession? or um, I think that there's a tension for just about every industry when it comes to media, which is there used to be a sense of there's nothing we can do about it when people disagreed with media coverage. And now with the advent of social media, mm. uh, people can express their own views on what they think of the media. And consequently, I think that the, uh, the criticisms that the media has endured on a national scale also exist on industry scales as well. And so I think you see people in the legal community and in other communities going after the media, sometimes in my view fairly, sometimes unfairly, because uh, everyone has a voice now and uh, everyone has the opportunity to, to be a media company. Yes. Everybody can think that their opinion is an expert opinion, it seems, well, on social media. Yeah, sometimes. but I think that, I think, look, I think it's generally a good thing that more people are weighing in. I think that yeah, there's sometimes when people pretend to be experts who aren't experts, and I think there's sometimes experts who pretend to be experts who aren't very good at what they do. So it's, uh, you know, uh, look, I think it's, I, I think on the whole, having so many more people weighing in is a good thing, but there's also the danger that you minimize the expertise of the people who studied it, spent their lives doing it, et cetera. Yes. You were speaking in your keynote about some of the the really well-known cases, like the Casey Anthony case and the one with the NLRB, and it affects not only the attorneys, but the judges at times. Did I hear that correctly? Well, um, my point about the judges was just that judges, I think, are under enormous pressure when someone is either found guilty or pleads guilty to uh, give tough sentences, that once someone's convicted, the public doesn't want to see a light sentence, and that 
when people say to me, you know, oh, this person's getting off because they're a celebrity. Actually, I find it's just the opposite, which is that celebrities, once they're convicted, end up getting tougher sentences. Do you think it's difficult, though, now to find unbiased jurors because social media and media in general is everywhere? Yeah, again, I think that um, this idea of unbiased, I mean, I think that people aren't following these cases as closely, at least the jurors who end up on these cases, aren't following these cases as closely as many people are in the country, on social media, etc. Those of us who are consumed with the cases think everyone's following it. Mm. And yet, in all these cases, you're able to find jurors who haven't been following the cases that closely. Now, Tish mentioned that during your keynote this morning, you had talked about the Casey Anthony trial. In general, can you share a little bit more with our listeners today what you had to share about that trial? I, I, I was just making the point that I think that if it hadn't been a high-profile case, that she might have been convicted. That while I think that people get a... Um, celebrities are at a disadvantage once they're convicted, that um, in high-profile cases that I think that jurors apply the beyond a reasonable doubt standard more carefully. And as a result, I think that jurors basically said in the Casey Anthony case, I'm not sure, maybe, could be these other, in a way that maybe they wouldn't have done if it hadn't been such a high profile case. One of the questions I heard you being asked as I walked out of the room was, how can a person find an unbiased news source? But I didn't get a chance to hear your answer. The answer was they have to watch me. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, no, the, uh, the, the, the reality is that, uh, I, you know, I sort of, and I admitted that I kind of punted on that question because bias is in the eye of the beholder. And mm -hmm. so if I answer the question, what do I think is the most unbiased news source? Really what I'm just saying is, you know, through my own personal lens, I tend to like the fact checkers is what I said. Mm -hmm. I said I like the politifacts of the world. I like to be able to know what people are saying, if it's true or not, and judge then uh, whether I want to believe them based on uh, how accurate that uh, person or entity is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, boy, bias in the media is um, such a hot topic right now. And it's a fair one to discuss because, as I say, you know, there is no such thing as pure objectivity. But I can tell you that I think that I think that the mainstream media organizations try harder than people know to try to be fair. Doesn't mean that they succeed at all times, but it does mean there's a concerted effort. Yes, it's a difficult thing to do in this world we're living in now. Yep. You can't really be bias-free, I guess. Yep. Any other things in general, Dan, that you feel would no. be important for our listeners? I think it was fun being here. Um, seemed like a, a really... Uh, a smart group and a good group and I hadn't been uh, back in Michigan I think um, I spent a lot of time here during the various trials of Jack Kevorkian yes. oh really back yes. in the day okay. yeah. so I remember I was, that well I was here for I mean and as you will mm -hmm. recall there were a lot of trials yes a lot of trials <laughs> uh, so yeah yep. so I kept coming back again and again mm -hmm. uh, here to Michigan and really uh, enjoyed uh, being here and um it's been a while since I've been back here, so it's, uh, it's nice to be back. Yeah. Well, it's a nice we're place. so glad that you could join us. It looks like we've reached the end of our program. I want to thank our guest today, Dan Abrams. So, Dan, if our listeners have questions or wish to follow up with you, how can they reach you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Dan Abrams. I'm on Facebook under Dan Abrams as well. 
and uh, you know, I hope that they they certainly can read my various websites and uh, love getting comments uh, on those sites. Uh, my website Mediaite has enormous comment section. Uh, Law News, which is uh, with a Z, has a big comment section. So they should certainly feel free to to weigh in uh, weigh in there as well. Thank you. Great. This has been another edition of the State Bar of Michigan On Balance podcast. I'm Joanne Hathaway. And I'm Tish Vincent. Until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the State Bar of Michigan On Balance podcast. Brought to you by the State Bar of Michigan and produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com, subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS, find the State Bar of Michigan and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or download Legal Talk Network's free app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network or the State Bar of Michigan or their respective officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.